Welcome to Neoweek Audio, a collection of podcasts and Twitter spaces produced and curated by Neoweek, the number one news and community platform for the Neo Protocol and the Aurora ecosystem. At neoweek.com slash podcasts, you can find every interesting audio piece from the community in one place. We curate content on topics such as DeFi, NFTs, gaming, DAOs, community hangouts, and more. Basically, we got you covered near fam. And without further ado, let's dig in. Hello, hello everyone. Good morning. Welcome to another chill and chill. Today we have, uh, apart from having interesting project, interesting speakers, we also have a huge giveaway today, courtesy of OPAC. So please, guys, don't forget to like, retweet, do all the right things, tag your friends, get the space some visibility. We heavily rely on community in our marketing, so it all depends on you. But um, yeah, we have Hackachain today with us. Um, can you hear me well? Yes. Hey, guys. Can you hear me well? Can you guys hear me too? I could hear you, Hafa. Yeah, you can hear perfect. So we have uh, two people today, right? Two accounts. We have Hackachain and Opac. Exactly. Okay. Got it. I mean, uh, before we start, why don't you guys just briefly introduce yourself? Maybe like your journey in crypto. How did you end up working on this project in this ecosystem? And uh, whoever wants to go first, feel free to pick it up. Hey, I can I can get started on this one. So we first started. Uh, first, it's really nice to be here with you again, Wax. We have been, uh, we have had other space with you, and it was really nice to talk to your to your audience, to the to your communities. You are sure sh- certainly one of the people with uh, a bigger voice on the New York ecosystem. So it's really nice to be here. And well, basically, we've been on on the New York ecosystem for a while now. It's been one year and six months since we first developed. A project on here. Uh, we are a, a technology team based on Brazil, and basically we started out building software projects for the near ecosystem. We have built projects, the technology behind the projects such as the Jump DeFi, uh, Play MMC, uh, and other uh, other projects that uh, didn't really go well during the the bear market. But uh, while we 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 started building these products for 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 as a software company. We also started looking for to build our own products, and that's how we we ended up building Hydrocash, which is now OPEX. And well, this is a, a brief starting and overview about what we have done for the with the new communities. And uh, Pedro can can talk more about how what is OPEX and what exactly we are building right now. Of course, of course. Uh, so we have uh, Raphael, right? And uh, who who else we have today with us? It's Raphael at Hackachain's Twitter and Pedro at Opact, which is me. Pedro, got it. Welcome. Uh, you feel free to introduce yourself as well. Okay, thanks, uh, thanks, Box. Uh, so it's always a pleasure to talk to you and to the new community. As Rafa said, it's not our first time here. Uh, I'm glad to be invited back today uh, to talk specifically about this topic, which I like a lot. So 
I'm Pedro. I'm half a partner on Hackachain alongside with João, who is not with us here, uh, probably working in some crazy tech stuff right now. Uh, I'll talk a bit more about OPEC, not as much as myself, but uh, I'm currently the CPO at Hackachain. And OPEC is a privacy tool for near users, but it is not just a privacy, privacy tool. It's we'd like to see it as an empowering tool because we do bring the side of privacy, but we also made it compliant in order to block malicious actors. So it all started actually at NearCon last year when we already were thinking about developing a privacy tool for Near that since there were none. And then we went to the hackathon. We had no idea that we were actually going to be able to do it. And we developed it during the hackathon, did not win any prizes for it, not even the ZK one. Uh, but at the same time, we we were there not only to build like a project for a hackathon, but it was a proof of concept for us that we could actually bring ZK to near. And we've been working on the past year, year and a bit uh, on developing not just OPEC as a protocol that will eventually go towards decentralization, but also building a lot of tools that any other team that wants to build with ZK, and there's a huge hype on ZK right now, that they can just get our tools that are open source and use that for their own protocols. And that goes from easy tech stuff that are just drag and drop from to complicated ZK circuits that we won't talk about here. And that's basically... OPEC right now, Vox, and I'll give it back to you. So, um, obviously, you've changed uh, the name and the branding a little bit, right? Could you talk uh, about why did you switch from Cash to OPEC and what's behind this new name? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, how it started, right? Uh, before the before NearCon last year, uh, we were already thinking about developing Cash, as I mentioned. And one of the first things that we had, actually, it was an idea and the name, which was Hide Your Cash. We were like, okay, there was this whole Tornado Cash hype at the time, and there were no problems with it. And we thought, honestly, that it was a funny name that would catch anyone that listened to it. So, you know, you say Hide Your Cash, everyone's going to be like, okay, what is that? Is it something that is worth looking at? Like, what do you mean Hide, hide, hide Your Cash? And we've seen that some a part of the community really liked it and a part of the community did not like that as much. But aside from that, what happens is we go to NearCon and a couple of days before everything goes on with Tornado Cash that everyone is well aware of, developers arrested and the website is brought down. And all of those things scared us a bit. And, but at the same time, we still liked the name. But then we realized that if we want to give like the correct message, then the name that we had for a couple of people might not deliver the correct message. Because what we heard is, okay, it sounds like you guys are doing something shady, you know, because people are hiding their money, which is just, and this is, again, Personal view, it's just their natural right because we can do that with banks already. We're just reproducing that on blockchain. But 
we've decided that it would be better for us as a protocol to rebrand, change the name. And we just not, we did not just change the name with, uh, if you check our website, we did a whole rebranding. I think our website like looks way better now. We have a better logo. So it kind of translates more of the, the concept of OPEC right now, which is not just a tool for us to have privacy, but it's more of a suit of products that can help developers and, and users and companies. And that's basically it. But we kind of, we still have a lot of, uh, we still really like HydraCash old name, but I guess now it's like just, we just keep the, the stickers that we had and leave it for like OG near people to have a couple of stickers if they go to NearCon. Got it. And uh, did only the name change or something else like uh, changed on the protocol level or on the product level? So on, uh, we changed the whole front end for the website and the branding. On protocol level, uh, we did not because uh, since day one, we were plugged into Happy One, which is a, uh, a tool used to analyze bad actors on blockchain. So we remained with that. And now, uh, actually, we changed a couple of things on, on the front end that might affect UX. But generally, the app stays the same. Like the smart contracts that were deployed last year, they won't change. Uh, we do look forward to, as, as I mentioned, to keep uh, iterating on top of it and bringing new features with CK. But currently, there are no changes from the past version of HydraCash that you guys used were used to to what we have with OPEC right now. Hey, uh, I would like to, to jump on that as well. So... HydraCash, the basic smart contract on here, hasn't been updated. Uh, so we still have the, the same version, which actually uh, is which which is nice to look that it's up for from one year. Uh, the app has not been audited, as we say at our website, and we haven't also suffered any kind of attacks. The app runs perfectly, perfectly. Uh, we have we do have some front front end bugs, but they don't. Uh, but I mean, the core of the product, the uh, HydraCash smart contracts and OPEC smart contracts, are running uh, really well on, on here. And I, I believe we are actually getting to a point that that uh, we might be some of the OG projects on here, uh, and that has been up from a hackathon. Uh, what we are sure, uh, updating right now, we are actually building a new version of OPEC, which is called OPEC Wallet. And we are really excited to bring it to near as well. Uh, the current version is being built on Kadena blockchain, which is another blockchain that has uh, got interested got interested into investing on OPEX. And the fact that happened uh, with the near ecosystem is that, well, you you all guys might know that near has kind of kind of changed their strategy on, uh, on grants. They have they gave us a grants to build the initial version of the project, uh, which uh, is a project that well takes time to pay itself, and we are, we build this version, but they they weren't really interested in, in building like the new version of it. Uh, and as we said before, like they they uh, near wasn't really happy about our name and our positioning. We had to to do all this rebranding before get back to the ecosystem and well work on on building something that would fit more uh, near necessities and. Uh, and well, this kind of made us 
built the second version of the project on Kadena blockchain, which is basically a private wallet. You're going to be able to uh, to have all your, your private transactions inside your one wallet. And this is an update we want to bring to, to Nier as well. And well, I believe that with the new branding, with the new community that we are starting to shape on here, uh, and after getting more security audits around the project, this is really a project that is going well to, to, uh, to, to have some good attention uh, for the next months. And there's a thing that I've missed, Walks, and I don't know if you ever used HydroCash or any of you that are listening, if you ever use HydroCash on your mobile device, you might realize that sometimes it takes a little while uh, when you're depositing and also when you're making a withdrawal and not jumping too much into technology here, but that is due to the zero knowledge algorithm. They have to build a thing that is called a ZK proof. And that takes a lot of time to, might take a lot of time to build a mobile device due to memory or to network. Uh, and what we're building, and that will improve a lot uh, of the UX and can be reproduced and used by any other ZK application is, right now we don't have a name for it, but we just call it OPEC proofs. So it is, it uses some kind of tech that you can build the proofs outside of your mobile device uh, or your computer and use a trusted execution environment. So you're still safe to build the proofs out of your device and you use that to make the withdrawal. So that like sometimes it would take 30 seconds, a minute to build, to build the proof and withdraw. Now you'll be able to do it in like two, three seconds. And it's even more, it's even safer than building on your own device because you're using a TE. Wow, that's uh, a lot, a lot, a lot of interesting information. Uh, curious to know what I wanted to ask you guys as well. So you decided to build a, a protocol, right, similar to Tornado Cash, sort of uh, what it does. And uh, what motivated you for such decision? Because obviously, right, it's uh, something that's a little bit more risky, a little bit more like, as you say, uh, like with Hide Your Cash, you've had problems with the name and uh, the industry in general, right, is like, uh, I guess it can be like a little problematic, right, because like a privacy solution, and we know what happened to Tornado Cash. So what was like the thought process behind that to make that decision and build such a product? Uh, you mean the... The proofing part, the, the part to build the proofs, or you mean OPEC as a whole? Yeah, like hide your cash, OPEC. Okay, so our initial thesis was not uh, as pretty as uh, as one might mention, because what we thought initially is, okay, so people have this demand for privacy on a lot of blockchains, and we don't have it on here. And let's, as I mentioned, go to the hackathon, Make let's see if it's actually possible to build it with ZK, and we've built it. And from that point, we actually started to study a bit more about privacy, and more than that, about uh, blockchain adoption itself. And we've bumped into some facts that we could not refute, which is today the biggest use case for blockchain is DeFi, and if we want to have a new financial system using DeFi, we must have a couple of requirements. One of them is privacy. 
And we're not saying that it's something that should be mandatory for everyone, but we know that on the current financial system, each and every one of us, depending on the country you're at, actually uh, have privacy, right? If I, I'm, I'm in Brazil, half is in Brazil. If I transfer him uh, $10 or Brazilian reais, which is our currency, he won't be able to check my balance. I won't be able to check his, which right now on blockchain is a reality. And we do have a big adoption of blockchain, but I, I, I at least don't see an adoption on a daily basis where we just go and pay for everything using your wallets. And I don't know, I want you to buy a coffee, I'll pay it with near or pay it with whatever other token it is. And we know for sure that if we want blockchain to be adopted by everyone as a parallel or a new financial system, there is this requirement for privacy. And it doesn't matter if people like it or not, it, it kind of stands as a, as a fact. Like the way our solution is built might not be uh, the solution that is adopted. And we're fine with that. And we'll keep iterating on top of it. But we've, we see that it is a cornerstone of blockchain adoption. So we intend to keep pursuing it. And there's also the second part, which is the technology itself. Like we keep developing a lot of features with ZK that are not just uh, used at the OPEC protocol level, like at the, I would call it at the mixer, but it can be used by other uh, other companies that utilize ZK. Like you could use OPEC's algorithm right now to inspire uh, a private voting system as an example walks, which is a different use case, but it's, it might be very similar. So this is our philosophy behind it. Um, you know, speaking of uh, voting and private voting and all that stuff, so uh, just wanted to touch on that. What do you guys think about on on the voting, on the governance that's been uh, growing, that's been happening on near on the elections that we just have? Do you have any overall thoughts on that? On NDC? Uh, I think I'll start and I'll add half a compliment. Uh, again, this is a personal view uh we we here are not that much involved i would call it politics like into near politics we kind of focus a bit more on building but what we realized is apparently there are some restrictions for users or voters to vote or get voted on if they interacted with hydro cash and i personally think it's a bit uh, complicated because like anyone could go to hydro cash like you can do it right now if you go to hydro cash you can deposit funds there and send tickets anonymously to anyone that you want so theoretically anyone could have gone there like let's say if i'm running and you're also running walks so you're my competitor and i know that if you interact with hydro cash or if the accounts that voted on you interact with HydroCash, they're banned. So I just go into HydroCash, deposit funds there, and I transfer money to the, all the accounts that deposited into you, that voted into you, and now you lose votes. I mean, that's part of having a privacy too. So it, it is private, so you can go and send tickets to everyone. And it's fairly hard for us to prove like who is doing what, 
But at the same time, I feel that like there was no plausible justification for us just to ban users that interacted with Hydra Cache because our main feature, it is a security feature. Like we do block bad actors. Like there are no hackers. There's no one doing money laundry or bad activities there. And that verification is not even do, done by us. It's decentralized. It's done by a third part. So I feel like, I mean, we want to move towards a world where blockchain is more adopted and decentralized and everything. But we want to ignore privacy or penalize users, users that are seeking for privacy. I feel like that's a bit complicated. And there's a second part, which is I particularly find super weird to have an election where you can see who's voting on, on like, if I vote, me and Hafa, we work together. Let's say that Hafa decided to go and join NDC. And I don't know. I don't feel like voting on him because I like walks better. But if I don't vote on Hafa because Hafa knows my, my near account, like, he will see that. So I feel like we open a door for bad practices doing a voting process that is completely public. And that is worse than the AKA problems that they had with Hydra Cash. I feel like that is an external view, of course, but I don't know how if you want to compliment me on that one. I just, I find it really funny. Yeah, I'm actually now really curious to 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 know Walk's opinions on that since he's on the Transparency Commission. And we are talking about like building uh, privacy the apps on here and and private voting. Uh, it would be nice to understand your your view on that as uh, on that as well, uh, Walks. Uh, but as Pedro said, we are not really close to what is going on on NDC politics. Uh, we haven't like run for any any. Um, any place on any DC board or, uh, or direction or workers. Uh, we see ourselves more as a technology team. Uh, we know how to build tech. Uh, we are learning day in day how to build more uh, products. And well, but what I, what I think about NDC and what's going on is that it's a really, really nice experience for the, for the blockchain environments. Near is for sure one of the biggest blockchains. Uh, right now we have a really, great example of what is decentralization with Ethereum, but I like that Nier is trying to go towards this path. And uh, even though it's a, a, a really different uh, blockchain style, uh, they have different use case. They are not uh, so directly competing with Ethereum, but also trying to cooperate. But to see like a, a, a temptation for a community to uh, a, a governance to be decentralized, uh, is is a it's on my on my views a, a really nice experience for the web two ecosystem. Uh, I, I'm I'm really curious to know your your view, you guys that are really participating on that. How it's how it's going? Uh, how how do you feel about NDC? Is it a nice experience? Is it a bad experience? And on our side, on Hackachain and OPEX, we are really uh, hoping to cooperate towards what uh, like what the community wants to build, even if it is a private voting or if it is more like private tools, uh, but other use cases as well that we could be uh, we could build along along the communities. Yeah, definitely. I mean, personally, what I think NDC uh, it's obviously you know like a big experiment and it's the first time it's been done like that. So uh, 
I don't know. There is a lot of different things. There is good and there is bad. And uh, but I think you know most people involved have uh, high uh, merit, high qualifications, as well as good intentions, and they really care about near and they know how to get things done. So I'm pretty bullish here. Regarding the hide your cash situation on the election, uh, I don't really think it was like a good call, to be honest, because first of all, right, it uh, wasn't specified to where like, oh, if someone gets like money from hide your cash right before voting for the bond and then they vote, that's like one situation, right? But just batting everyone who has ever interacted with hide your cash, uh, I think was completely like, baseless, especially... Just like nobody's really using, I guess, like hide your cash at that scale to like really hide some money yet. And I think most like I'm not even sure if there was actually any like suspicious activity or like mass account funding going through hide your cash at all. Right. I think it was just banned based on the basis of like, oh, that's like a privacy tool that hides your cash. So let's just have it banned completely. Uh so yeah, I wouldn't say like I agree with it, especially since Hide Your Cash is like a, a near ecosystem tool, right? And uh, the idea is that community is supposed to be like supporting projects. And uh, when someone gets uh, basically punished and have their votes taken away because they've interacted with the project on near and supported the project on near, I think that's a little bit of like uh, misaligned incentives. For example, even... Not to go far, right? We had uh, people from Chill and Chill who had won some giveaways when Hydra Cash won on the space, and uh, they claimed the tickets and they were blacklisted because, like, they went on the space about near, listened to a project that built on near, and interacted with the near project that they listened about, and they basically got like, you know, punished for it. So, uh, I mean, I also don't think it was probably like that critical as well. It's first election, so. Uh, a lot of things were like I think it was kind of built with that mindset that we know we're going to make a lot of mistakes but uh, you know we have to start somewhere uh, so yeah that's my thoughts on that overall uh, have you had like any I don't know interesting conversations with any people who were actually making those like decisions on whether like why did they decide to ban hide your cash at all uh, so uh, two things walks first i like i completely agree with what you just said and i guess like that's one of the things that we like the most uh about near and i guess that's why we are still here because i feel like that near does things like they don't they just don't sit and kind of wait like let's wait for the bear market should be over no like near is actually going towards uh it's following a plan and going towards some the place that they want to reach and I feel like to build good products, we got to iterate on top of it. And the best thing that we can do is start. And I think it was great that the NDC election happened uh, the way it was. And we can always work towards like fixing any issues for next uh, editions. And I believe what you said, like there, I don't think there are any people with like bad intentions there. They're actually just trying to make the process better and, that takes time to be to be adjusted, right? But regarding anyone talking to us, that at least from my side, it never happened, and we are super open to that. Like if anyone from here or NDC wants to sit down and talk to us about OPEC and the tooling and people that might be using it, uh, we are 
as I said, we're super open to talk about because as, as you mentioned, there's no financial volume there even to for in order for people to do like wrong stuff, you know? Like you there's a, a volume of transactions of like thousands, perhaps yeah, thousands of dollars uh over a month. If you look at Tornado Cash, they had like seven billion dollars. Like no one will laundry or do bad activities with a hundred bucks. I mean they might, but they're usually not that bad you know if you think about it but i would actually love to hear more from the from ndc or from near uh about their point of view also and it would be super nice to talk to them because i feel like since we built the protocol we are of course biased towards it but i know that there are a lot of arguments against it and it's super important to sit down with those that think different of you and to hear them because there might be things that we can change and improve there. 100%. And, uh, you know, just to put it out there, like I do not uh, represent NDC or anything like this. I'm just uh, lax myself. But, uh, you know, okay, first of all, let me say this. So for all the people waiting, we have a lot of requests to ask questions. Uh, we're going to have AMA session very, very shortly. Uh, probably like 10, 15 minutes, we'll jump to it. Just please, guys, make sure uh, to interact with a pin tweet, uh, as well as, you know, if you want to qualify for giveaway and things like that, that's definitely a must. Uh, what else? Join our Telegram group. That's where you get to learn all the important information early. And uh, jump into that question. So, you know, you guys, uh, I see positioning yourself as sort of a privacy protocol that's uh, friendly with compliance, right? And uh, not uh, sort of not like catering towards the bad actors, but uh, more towards some like legit privacy use cases. Uh, so what I wanted to ask you is, you know, eventually, uh, let's say, right, I guess what we're betting on here, that Neo will be successful, Hydrocash will be successful, there will be volume, uh, there will be all these things. And... Uh, once uh, there is a volume and there's a lot of people using it, uh, since it is like a privacy protocol in the end of the day, right, and it does allow you to hide your cash factually, uh, I think it would be reasonable to ex uh, expect, right, that once there's a lot of people who are using it, a significant percentage of those people are going to be, you know, people who have reasons to hide money that are maybe not the best ones, so like different bad actors. And, uh, yeah, how do... Uh, if you want to just talk a little bit about how do you ensure that you stay compliant and uh, don't allow like illegal things on your platform while still protecting the privacy of the other users who use it for legitimate reasons. Okay, that is like a super complicated question, but I'll try to address it. So as it is currently, uh, we, we utilize Happy One uh, I can link them later if you guys are interested in uh, to monitor uh, the accounts that are that are using the protocol. So step number one to use the protocol, you have to to join a allow list and you can be block listed. We also have a bot that is running and is always verifying on happy one if the accounts that are allow listed are actually uh, good and are not doing anything bad. But at the same time, once we scale, it 
kind of might be uh, complicated. I will also address here later. I will leave a link for a bigger text that explains more. But basically like this, what we think of it, we have, we will create incentives for people to keep monitoring that allow this. So let's say you walks, uh, realize that Pedro is a bad actor and then you can go and flag that for, for the protocol. And I'm not saying that that is built right now. That is not, but that is an idea. You could flag it for the protocol and we could act up upon it. And you could get rewarded for that. So that is a, that. So that way, you kind of create a mechanism where you're not just banning bad actors, but you're giving rewards for those that keep those bad actors away. So you you, you kind of create like a parallel economy in order to keep the protocol clean. Uh, but let's face reality here, right? Uh, we are facing the same problem as a bank faces right now. If I have a hundred bucks on cash that, I don't know, I got it from selling drugs. And disclaimer, I did not, but let's say I go to the bank with $100 in deposit there. There's no way for the bank to know where that money came from today. There's like literally no way. And we face the same challenge as the bank. So once the money is on blockchain and the wallet is flagged doing something wrong, it's easy for us to block. But the other part, which is detect if the money came from somewhere illegal initially, is very difficult. What can be done is to create uh, more steps in order to join an allow, allow list. You know, perhaps uh, put a KYC. But if you want to put a KYC, you're not being private. So you you would have to be a zk based or privacy based KYC. There are a couple option, options there, but it is important to mention that a lot of times people criticize uh, privacy protocols like, oh, through your protocol, people might be able to do bad stuff and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's the same thing with banks. I mean, the biggest money launder place to go in the world is HSBC, and it is still a financial institution running. Right? Part of knowing that we have a parallel financial system, it is, it is accepting that there will be bad actors doesn't matter what you do. What you can do, of course, is create these tools to mitigate the most and also uh, to deal with the bad actor in a way where there are zero incentives for them to interact with the protocol. And that's the thing we actually have right now. So let's say that Hafa, I don't know, stole a lot of money from a bridge hack and deposited it into OPEC. If if Hafa is block listed, that money is stuck there and he will never get access to it. So different from previous privacy protocols where you could put your money there and wait how, how long, how much you want to in order to, I'll call it, wash that money or clean that money. Once it's inside OPEC, if you're block listed for whatever the reason it is, like, provably blocklisted, the money is stuck there and you would lose that. So there's a complete disincentive for a bad actor to go through the risk of putting the money there. Like, And I guess that's the answer I have for you right now, Vox. But we do know that it's the same thing with the election. You have to create a, the tool and keep iterating on top of it. And once the problems appear, 
you study them and you build new features in order to keep blocking them. But is it would be naive of us saying that we would have like that we will have the perfect tool that won't block any any bad activity. That will never happen. Not for us. Not for any bank. Not for any institutions. But we can def we will and we keep working our best to create the mechanisms that like don't give any incentives to those players. And other than that, it blocks like ninety nine point nine percent of the transactions. And that's it. Got it. And uh, just like a really quick, small follow-up. How do you make sure that uh, real users don't get affected by this? Because, you know, having money stuck, not just like, you're not just denied to use the protocol, right? You actually have your funds locked. Uh, like, is there a way for people to get them back? Or once uh, the system marks their account as like something wrong with it, they use the application, they lose the money, and it just stays in the protocol forever? No, no. That because that would be a problem for uh, legitimate users that might bump into a problem. Uh, it is uh, like now today, the block list that we have is feeded through Happy One. So let's say that your account is block listed on Happy One, we would con and you contact us like, okay, this is wrong. So we would contact them and go through a process of evaluating on why that account was actually block listed. And fix the if there was any problem, we would fix alongside with them, like remove you from their bad actor score because they keep a score, and also then we would update the the block list on the protocol in order to allow you to have access to your funds again. Got it. Um, you know, I wanted to ask you. So you guys been building on near for like a long while. Uh, is there anything you can tell us regarding like founder experience on near so uh being like a developer team being a project that's uh, being built on near uh what are some maybe you know like obstacles that you see specifically as like is it easy to get like support from the ecosystem from different like bodies or is it like challenging to build on near what's the situation right now from your perspective do you feel like you've been properly uh, helped along the way? Hey, I think I can tap on that. Um, so Nier has changed a lot since we first started building there. So on March last year, when we got started, Nier was basically a place where that a, a, a blockchain uh, on, like we were, we were still on bull market, almost getting over, but we were still in bull market. And new new was new was basically like giving lots and lots of grants for a lot a lot a lot of builders to build on the blockchain, especially because near has a different technology and does not have the same incentives for other builders builders to come to the blockchain, such as Ethereum, uh, where you have most part of blockchain users. So, well, near near was basically giving away like all of these grants, and we as a technology company. Like we started receiving a lot of demands from, from from builders, from people who have like received these grants to start like build to build the technology for them. It was like basically DeFi apps, uh, NFT apps, uh, games, the apps. And what happened is after like this, the bear market started, and like we had all the problems with Luna, with FTX, and well, may, kind of like the the whole blockchain ecosystem changed. Like a lot of money that was flowing through to through to these builders 
like actually stop it going uh, flowing this way and near change it, it it's it's uh also it's a strategy towards like bringing pro, pro bigger projects such as sweatcoin uh that have a lot of users that are going to increase the number of transactions on the blockchain and not not as much in nft and gaming gaming projects uh they also have built the basic DeFi infrastructure with ref with paras with uh burrow and well basically now the chain has basic DeFi infrastructure and well other other the apps going on so Hydrocash was uh, we have received a grant right after we came back from Nearcon last year and it was the first experience that we were actually uh, building a product uh, directly to Near uh, before that we were building like for for our for clients that had received grants from Near and what actually happened to most to to most part of the, of these projects that like they never ended because they got out of money uh, it seems to me that this is a model that keeps repeating uh, within the blockchain ecosystem, with it, which is like projects, they receive grants, uh, but there, there is a no clear way of monetizing it, especially to our, during the bear markets. And so the block, so they, like they just stopped building. Uh, this, hap this has happened to like lots and lots of projects from different blockchains, not just near, but of course we saw that happening on here. Because we as a dev shop, like we got out of near projects, uh, there weren't more people interested in building. So it got harder for us uh, on this side. And with Hydrocash, we like we have used the, the whole the whole runaway that we have received. But as I said, after that, we didn't really got support from from other from the from near again. Uh, we didn't think it was the moment to raising uh, to raise private rounds. There was just a lot of uncertainty on the ecosystem, and not not just on here, but on the whole blockchain ecosystem. And well, we are still on on kind of a bear market. We see that like uh, there is some movement uh, on the business side, so there is demand for projects. The blockchains are starting to invest again, but like we we were told that when the bear market arises, like a lot of people just left the market and just the real builders you know, stay. Uh, when we kind of like saw that uh, we we also had to shorten our company, but well, I'm I'm happy that we stayed building. We found like other good partners, the the ones that are are there for like for the long time, and I truly understand what what has happened to years. So they saw that this this was a repetitive uh, action from from grantee receivers. So they started the project. They had no way of funding it. And they weren't able to like they there are the ones that were able to raise rounds and but even even those like a lot of them haven't survived the bear market. And well, um, it's, I'm saying all of that to say that it's it's not easy to be a builder. Uh, it's expensive. It, it's like it's it's uh, it's it's costly to build this this kind of technology. We are not like really developing new stuff because uh, on, on, on the smart, as, as we said, on the smart contracts on here, because, well, we don't have a clear funding uh, funding way of 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 building that and of, we all have to pay bills. So, well, it's not really easy, but it's, 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 it's like, it's possible to, to do that. Like we being here, back here, uh, talking to the New York system, hearing like, what are your, uh, what are your intentions? What, like, what would you like for us to build because we do have the capability and 
we like we just need the the support from from the community and well to to be able to to do that uh, i think i've i've spoken a lot but this is a like this the scenario that hackachain has been true but well we are we are uh, even even though not everything has been great uh, we are excited about the future we are positive i, I believe there will be some nice movements and that there will be cool projects coming from the ecosystem uh, with us from now on. Yeah. Got it. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'll just compliment that one real quick thing, which is it is nice to see a couple of movements that Nier is making, like with the BOS and everything. Uh, we see that with really great eyes, like they're building infrastructure and infrastructure is good. And as a developer myself, one thing I'd like to point out is it is really good to be to develop on year. Like there's a lot of tooling, documentation documentation is good, and the blockchain is also good to interact with as not to be a bad person saying that, but like if you ever try to develop on, on like Solana, you see the pain in the ass that it is to, to do that. Like it's really, really complicated just to interact with with the blockchain while if part of the strategy to build bring more builders is to simplify the dev experience not just dev but builder experience as a whole uh, i feel like that's a mission that year is doing really well on because there is actually a good experience from the tech side to build in uh, i feel like there's still a lack of uh, tooling like no code tooling for blockchain but i don't feel like that's the responsibility for the blockchain itself to build, but people to build on top of it. And we could talk a bit about that on probably a second space. But uh, other than that, the dev experience in general is really good, which is not what you find on most blockchains where you develop. Just really quick, uh, I, I don't want to seem that uh, I don't like Nier. I think Nier is a great blockchain. We have had great opportunities. We are just like learning how the whole ecosystem works and like trying to better better align our strategies with like the blockchain as well. 100%. It's uh, really great to hear, you know, that uh, from developer perspective, Nier is easy to use and easy to build on. I'm not like technical myself, but I know that's a really important piece of the puzzle to have. And, uh, you know, as always, I have uh, more questions, more things I would like to know. Uh, but uh, I guess we'll save those for the next space. And uh, let's bring up some community members because we did have a lot of people waiting for a long time. So I think it would be wrong not to bring anyone. Um, so let me just add some people here. And uh, we'll get started with a AMA session part. We have around 10 minutes, so hopefully we'll be able to get through a couple of questions. Um, okay, what do we have here? Let's start with uh, Peter Griffin. Feel free to ask your question. All right, all right. Um, can you hear me, guys? Yes, yes, perfectly well. Awesome, awesome. Thank you very much for the opportunity um, to ask this question. Um, matter of fact, I've been listening to the interviewing. I really think um, you work um, hard for this, and I really wish you the success afterwards. So um, I, I'm willing to know more 
for um, first of all, my first question concerning this project is that um, what are the major um, security features that you have placed? I noticed that when I entered your um, website, I noticed that um, the first thing I was seeing was connect my wallet, right? And for a person who have gone through a lot of hack story, for a person who have gone through a lot of issues with security before, um, what can you really tell us to make us um, rest assured that it is safe to connect our wallets? Because I see that above the, the, the wallet connect there, they're saying that audit in progress. So I wanted to know, am I, am I, is it safe to go ahead and connect the wallet or what do you have to say concerning your security and how far are you willing to take it? Okay, so being super quick, uh, regarding the audit, it, part of not having the contract audited it is due to uh, funding, but we, before building OPEC, we have always been in a security audit company, so we've audited a lot of codes. So, of course, we bring that experience there, which is uh, something that I'm just telling you to trust, which is not a good answer. But we have an open source code, which is open for literally anyone to go there and check and verify and test it. You can see the extensive tests that we've built on. Uh, zero knowledge itself, it is a, uh, a technology that is really hard just to interact with and cracking it is currently impossible. But the best answer I could give you is you have to indeed use it a bit as you're at your own risk as you do with any crypto app but we've been there for over a year with without any problems and that is basically it aside from that we also have the the allow list and block list security features which i've mentioned previously on the interview just right right complementing the uh, right. just complementing the project is 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 working is just have not been audited which means like the audit is uh, another way to make sure your your projects uh can't be hacked but it's not some definite definitive so it hasn't been audited because a security audit for a near smart contract with zk is like over fifty thousand dollars but uh the project is up and running for over a year we haven't had problems uh and well the smart contract works perfectly we just say that it hasn't been audited because to use it at your own risk, but it works. Right, right. You know, um, you won't blame me for action because um, the crypto world is is full of shit, right? A lot of people can just come and test your your um your planning, your your project. You're just going to ruin it for you. So I'm asking on behalf of people who are still trying to trust crypto after the attempt of people hacking their tokens. So second, secondly, and also the last question I'm going to be asking is that have you opened this, um, you, have you opened your app for the world to, to actually um, work? Is, I mean, have you opened it for testnet? Have people been able to come in and give you feedbacks as has it been tested under a lot of traffic? Have a lot of people come in to see the work that you're going through? Have they had any complaints and how are you willing to fix these complaints? Thank you very much. Okay, that's a great question. Yes, I mean, as, as someone that is building a product, Actually, what we want the most is that people use the app and come talk to us and say, oh, I like this. I don't like that. I feel I feel like I have this problem that your guys are not solving. Uh, that is literally what we want the most from our users right now. 
it, it is to hear their feedback. We have a space specifically, specifically on the top right corner of the website of the app where you can submit any feedback or any issues that you're having. Uh, you can reach out to us through Twitter, uh, OPEX Twitter, Hackchain's Twitter. Preferably, if it's related to OPEX, uh, go through the website. Uh, there's because we are here to work on any issues that might happen and also to improve the product as it is. So, I mean, hit us on our DMs. Please tell us what you guys are looking for. Tell us what problems that you're having that we will definitely be looking into it. Uh, we've done that before. Like there were some issues with the front end previously that half of us told and he addressed the problem. We told our, our front end developer even though we don't have any more funding for the project, we're still burning our own hack chain funding to keep improving the project because we truly believe on its mission. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you very much for your um, time. I do have a lot of questions, but you know, there's no time to ask them. So I'm going to drop in your AM, uh, your DM. So I'm going to ask you a lot of questions. Thank you, Wax, for the opportunity again. Um, awesome project and I wish you success. Thank you. Thank you so much for... Uh... A great question. And uh, yeah, we still have a couple of minutes left. For everybody who's waiting, I just want to say, guys, don't worry. Uh, you know, being able to speak or not being able to speak doesn't affect your chances for the giveaway anyway. Uh, and of course, we want to bring everybody up, but uh, time is limited. And uh, as well, for the future spaces, if you want to be able to come up uh, more easier uh, to ask your question, because obviously when there's like so many people asking, we can bring everyone. But if you're in our Telegram group and you have some question and you just ping me there and be like, hey, Wax, can you like bring me up? I want to ask a question. It usually always works. So feel free to join our Telegram group. It's in my, um, if you just look at my profile, like there's a link there right under the bio. And that's where all the community stuff is, all the events, all the spaces, all the giveaways for to stay updated. We do the spaces like, uh, three, four times a week for those people who are new here. But uh, yeah, let's go to the next question from uh, IB. Um, hello, everyone. Can you guys hear me? All right. Yes. Okay. Thank you very much. So, um, my I just have one question. Um, I've gone through your website and through the AMA, and you guys have and you guys have lots of vision for your projects, which is very interesting. But there is one problem many um, projects face, especially projects that are just um, up um, new coming and bringing new ideas, is onboarding. Because no matter how good your project is, if you are not able to onboard new users, you are going to face setbacks. So, how what are the plans you have to onboard new users and make onboarding easy for people who are not really um, deep knowledge, who don't have really deep knowledge about your projects? Hey, IB, thanks for your question. It's an excellent question. So I believe the first part, so the, the our product, OPEC Tickets, were, was really built uh, envisioning the near community, communities. So people who already use NEARS, uh, it's, uh, well, basically, you have to start with users from somewhere. And this is what we first focused it. Uh, we have some communities on here that, like, use it uh, we see that there are some some cool use cases such as giveaways 
uh, there are some people, some communities like such as the Ukraine community that has been using it a lot. They are using it as a uh, an onboarding the app on here to learn to teach them how to uh, how to use a private tool on here, especially because they are a country at war, and we have seen like private products being uh, being a, a way of like sending money to these countries. And well, basically we we do know that uh, there there we need like for the product to pay product to to pay itself like it we, we would need thousands and thousands of transfers every day so to to have to, to receive the fees and well to be able to, to to fund the project that's why i'm saying that's why i have said it before look so it's it's not really easy to build a web trip product when the within the bear market because most people like have run away near has left uh, has lost users uh, and well it it seems to us that there is no really there aren't, there aren't, there aren't really a lot of people that really care about their privacy uh, on their ecosystem and we see OPEX more as a long term uh, products that well as long as the the near the near blockchain grows it's also going to be to grow together with it uh, what we do want to do want to do to help the near ecosystem is to like to to build a a, a like more strong community towards privacy and towards like using uh, privacy tools privacy d apps and within this new community from inside near like plan strategies to onboard people that are also privacy aware from other blockchains uh showing that near has great products to to use to uh within privacy so this is the the basic idea that we are envisioning uh of course like i, I think it all starts by uh bringing some people that are more deeply into the near ecosystem with us and so this this it's like I'm, I'm extending this this invite for if you are someone that is interested in privacy, you believe near needs more privacy and needs more the apps like that, such as the private voting. So this is the you are the person that we are looking uh, to talk to and to see what we can do together to start like a, a really movement and that's not going to be just hacker chain, not just OPEC, but like a whole ecosystem of people that that believe. And of course we. We are here to to be like the 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 tech heads, like the 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 building head that to and to, like to 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 make products and and well this this products go live. So yeah, I think this is this kind of plan of the the plan that we have. We are going to Nearcom uh, next month. Um, we have just bought our tickets to go to Lisbon, and we are going to hack some cool stuff there as well. So like this BOS no code builder that we are envisioning. Uh, and well, we are going to be there to to discuss like the future of OPEX with the new ecosystem as well. Uh, and I would be really happy to to hear from you guys there. All right, um, that was really an excellent plan. Wishing you guys the very best. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, and uh, yeah, kind of jealous you guys get to go to Neocon. I want to come too, but can't at the moment. Uh, let's see, we're running up on time. We've been live for an hour. I said, let's take uh, one last question from Spark and uh, then we'll see what happens. But yes, yeah, Spark, go ahead. Yeah, hello. Thanks a lot, Swax. Um, so my question is, can you guys hear me? 
The answer yes. is yes. Any more All questions? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, my question is concerning um, the revenue. I think earlier um, I, I overheard you said um, one of the reasons the audit hasn't been done yet is because of the phone, because it requires a lot. So how exactly do you guys raise revenue? And the next question will be concerning the um, privacy enhancements and mechanism. What kind of privacy enhancements mechanism are you guys using? Okay. Uh, so regarding funding at the moment, uh, as Hafa mentioned, uh, there could be we could be uh, looking for grants to build some some new features, but we also have a bit of funding ourselves because Hackchain still does projects. So the so Hackchain funds OPEC two a lot, and regarding more privacy, uh, we use Happy One today, but we are in talks with a company that is actually based on our city, which is called VAS, which is verification as a service. And they built a, also a new tool for blockchain analysis that is like still not launched yet because it's super complex, but it raises the level of security of the protocol way much, way, way more. And regarding privacy itself, we still visualize that ZK is the best way on blockchain to the best technology possible to use for privacy. There's homomorphic cryptography that we are also studying, but there's still a lot of requirements of computational power. So at the moment, our plan towards ZK itself is build tools that make ZK easier to use. So from the build the uh, something to build the proofs, as we mentioned, so that you can use any ZK app on your mobile, if it's HydroCash, OPEC, or any other ZK app, it, it will be easier to use. But that's what we think. Like if we want to improve privacy, uh, as the previous question talked about a bit of onboarding, there's also the user experience part, which is very important to improve. And once we have better UX and more people using, you increase the privacy itself because you have more users. All right, I would agree. Um, okay. Yeah, I wanted asking, um, how would you guys actually tackle um, privacy leakage in cases where there are actually privacy leakage? So right now, uh, we don't have any vectors of attack for privacy leakage because we, do, we don't keep any data ourselves. All of the data is stored on the blockchain uh, through ZK. So theoretically, if someone could break a zero knowledge algorithm, you're breaking basically all of the world's cryptography. So we won't have to worry that much about OPEC if someone breaks CK because they have broken the entire world financial system. But uh, we solely right now trust on cryptography and ZK because I mean, the data of OPEC Right now, it's open on the on chain for anyone to go there and check our smart contract. And I mean, we would love to understand more also how could someone break ZK because it still has not been done yet. Like ZKs have been used for a lot of different things, like from rollups to privacy protocols. And it's a resilient tool. Of course, it is a kind of new technology. It's, about, it's been about 20 to 30 years since they've started studying it but it is very resilient. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Wax.
Thank you, thank you for all the awesome questions from our community. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, the time has come to say goodbye. Um, <laughs> thanks everyone for coming. Uh, thanks, Sakachain, OPAC, uh, for all the great information. It's been a very interesting space. I personally learned a lot of new things. And uh, yeah, before we wrap it, if you have any final words to our community, feel free. This is the time right now. Okay, I think I'll start and then I'll let Hafa. Uh, so, Box First, it's always a pleasure to talk to you and with the new community. It's a shame that uh, you won't be at NearCon, but I think next year we might be going to the U.S. And I think you're in the U.S. If I'm doxing you, I'm sorry. But if you're somewhere around the world and we go there, uh, it would be really nice to meet you in person. Uh, the only message I have for people is if you're facing issues with privacy, if you feel like we could do better at OPEX, there are new features that you might be looking into or some problems that you bumped into while using the app, like please reach out to us. We're here to assist you to build a better product and to like spread the word for privacy and not just privacy, but ZK technology as a whole. And again, thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you, Locks, again. Uh, it's really nice talking to you. Uh, all these cool updates that we have to bring here. And, and also learning a lot about the new community. So I just have one question, actually. Uh, how, should we, how should we do the giveaway? So I have, like, 50 year uh, on tickets here for people to try and use HydroCash. And, well, I was just wondering how should we send this for, the, for everybody? Uh, I mean... We could, uh, if you want to specifically, you know, the giveaway to be through the platform so people get to try to use it. Hopefully it doesn't ban our whole community from the future election. <laughs> like the voting stuff. But uh, I think we'll still have to do it. Uh, but uh, yeah, just uh, let's get in touch later on uh, after the space uh, with like uh, mini wax, shadow wax and... Uh, They'll be able to figure out how to distribute it and contact the winners. You could make, like, uh, for example, five tickets of 10 near, right? Or like 10 tickets of five near, or something like that. Sure. Uh, I would just like to comment that if anyone is worried with like having your account uh, banned, if you interact with HydroCash, we are happy to explain to you how you can create multiple accounts and avoid them to be banned because there are a lot of ways to do that where they won't be able to detect if you interact with HydroCash. So, yeah, reach out to us and we'll tell, how, tell you how to do that. And Hafa will let the giveaway uh, with you. For sure. I mean, I'm confident we'll be able to figure the giveaway point out. And uh, that being said, thanks everyone for coming. Thank you. Hydrocash, Opac, and our awesome Chillenshaw community. And uh, we do have a space tomorrow as well, actually. Let me see. Uh, yeah, we'll post it a little later for tomorrow's space. And uh, yeah, keep an eye on uh, Wax Twitter. There will be another announcement for it shortly. But uh, if you liked it today, you're going to like it tomorrow as well. So don't miss and uh, yeah, guys, that's all I have to say. I'm gonna run this Bye, -bye guys. Bye-bye. Thank you. Have a nice one. It was a pleasure. Bye-bye.